0: Hi, and welcome to the I Believe Your Abuse podcast, where we talk all things narcissistic abuse. I'm your host, Brandi Fuller-Anderson. I am a counselor, coach, survivor, and author on narcissistic abuse. This is my red flag episode where I discuss some of the early warning signs that might clue you into a relationship with a narcissist. And certainly that would clue you into a toxic relationship. At the very least, they help you decipher that little voice whispering in your ear. What are you doing, sweetheart? This guy sounds like a piece of shit. Get out of there. Once again, my regular disclaimer is that often when telling my personal stories or making references, you'll hear me refer to the narcissist as a he. This is just for ease of telling my personal story and staying consistent. But narcissists can be male or female and I acknowledge that. Also, if you have any questions about what I mean when I say narcissist, you can go back and listen to episode one where I address that. Okay, so these are a few of the dynamics I now realize identified my relationship. And it's always so hard to pick just a few for each episode because I realize now that there were just so many red flags that I chose to ignore for whatever reason. And I picked just a few each time, but these are really important warning signs because they tie into so many other things that negatively affect the relationship with the narc, such as the cheating, the smear campaigns, the secrets, the backup supply. And therefore, the impending discard, the false persona, and just so much more. Discussing these are important. This is our best bet for spreading awareness and helping others to avoid the trap of the insidious narcissist. Awareness is crucial. Never stop telling your story, whether everyone around you believes it or not. So today we start with an obsession with social media. Narcissists frequently have an addiction to social media. You may notice they rarely walk around without their phone or walk away from their phone. Or they're careful to lock their screen or lay their phone's screen down if they should have to walk away. They likely type and scroll while watching a movie with you, lying in bed next to you, and even during a conversation with you. If you call them out, they'll likely tell you that they're speaking with a boss or an uncle or a friend who just needed to ask them something. Even if you happen to peek over their shoulder and notice them sending hearts and kissy emojis to someone, they'll stick with it. It was my boss. No big deal. Oh, isn't it so cute how how you're jealous? They love the attention they get from thinking that you're acting jealous for questioning them. The high they get from being secretive and getting away with it. The joy of gaslighting you when you accuse them of something. And they love what they get from this addiction to social media itself. And here's a little bit about what they're getting. Narcissists are compulsively adding to their list of potential partners at all times. They know from the very beginning that this relationship will likely not be permanent. After all... They've done this before. They absolutely cannot spend any time alone without adequate supply being given to them. If you've ever witnessed a narcissist temporarily all out of supply or a collapsed narcissist, then you know it's no joke. You'd think of the end of the world was near. They simply cannot survive without the supply and they can't be alone. Everything about how they regulate their self-esteem depends on how they perceive themselves in the eyes of another. They must keep a running list of backup supply to run to in case of emergency, or for when your supply is no longer cutting it. By the time your narc has started to devalue you, he has already started sweet-talking your potential replacement. He slowly starts to prime his backup supply for the job as his main supply and has already started taking you down a notch to prepare you for where you're headed to the backup supply list. You may notice that after the discard, the narcissist is quickly in a new relationship, creating a new persona and putting on the show for everyone about how he's unaffected by the discard and better off. I mean, look at how desirable he still is. Truthfully, though, this new relationship is not as sudden as it appears. This new supply has likely been groomed to take your place for quite some time. Narcs are notorious for planning new relationships while still in the old. They know how much they love those shiny new toys, but they also know that the shine eventually fades. This is routine by this time, and they must be prepared to avoid any periods of time in which they would not have adequate faithful, life-saving supply. This is a tough pill to swallow, but whether you find out or you don't, backup is waiting. And narcissists don't just need that constantly present supply. It must be adequate supply. It must conform to their perfectly crafted persona. That's how they fool themselves that they are so great. So they don't just plan out a new supply for the inevitable discard. As soon as the narcissist begins to project onto you and can now see that you were not as perfect as you appeared to be on the first encounter, he'll start to feel the gaps in the supply that you offer. And he'll need to fill those gaps. This likely occurs very near the beginning of your relationship. This is when they will often turn to the internet. But why? Why social media? Well. What better way to create the fictional world you want to pretend to live in? Narcissists live in fantasy the majority of the time, and the internet makes this incredibly easy for them. They can pick and choose what they post, only fun times or good pictures, and they can choose what they say, making sure everything carefully develops the character they want to play. They can live whatever life they want in the eyes of their trusty spectators. They can carefully gauge reactions they receive and adjust their online impressions accordingly if it isn't suiting their needs. They will surely be liking and commenting on all their prospective suitors' posts as a way of pre-love bombing anyone who might take the hint and roll with it. They can dip their toes in with those potential mates with an easy out under the guise of innocent flirting or the nice guy routine allowing them to avoid outright rejection, which they could not handle. Social media offers a safety net for their ego, so if they get rejected in any way, they can play it off as a misunderstanding on their part. They're cowards. It also allows them to literally reach hundreds of thousands of people, which easily increases their odds of finding someone willing to reciprocate the the flirtation and join the backup list, or the future main supply list. Narcissists are fake. They're actors. And I mean really, what actor doesn't like a big audience? Not only would my husband line up several girls who seemed to enjoy his constant flirting and commenting, he started conversations with them and many seemed to believe they were in a relationship with him. I have no doubts now that he was often meeting up with some of them for sex and added attention. He even had no issues with encouraging them to buy him things. Pathetic really. But these pathetic attention-seeking unfaithful efforts on their part come so natural to them that if you aren't monitoring their social media accounts, there is a chance you would not even notice this behavior until way after it has started. If something doesn't feel quite right about your partner's behaviors or excuses, you likely have good reason to feel that way. Which brings us to the next red flag, a tendency to be secretive. I'm sure the reasons for this one seem a bit obvious. Not only are they publicizing a fantasy life online, seeking out potential future mates and blatantly throwing inappropriate compliments their way, But they don't want you to know. Remember they cannot be without a main source of supply at any time. So if they're not yet prepared to move someone else into your spot then they can't risk you finding out. Narcissists put in a lot of work to secure a partner. They spend time mirroring, love bombing, projecting, and trauma bonding their partner. They have maybe secured an easy lifestyle with free things, paid bills, always available for sex and status from their mate. They do not easily let this go until they're sure that they're done using it or needing it. If they still have a use for you, then they want you to be there, even if they've already projected onto you, started to devalue you, and likely spend much of their days disgusted with the likes of you. Even then, they want you around until they no longer have a use for you. Narcissists are never upset about losing you. They're upset about losing you when they're not prepared with a replacement for you. They require external validation constantly. They must have supply. They want to seek out excitement, attention, and future potential elsewhere, and they need you not to know about it. So they keep lots and lots of secrets but cheating isn't the only reason they keep secrets they also lie a lot about everything like i said your narc knows from the beginning how this relationship will eventually end they make preparations for that day by telling themselves and anyone who will listen all of the terrible qualities they have projected onto you this smear campaign running behind your back might have started as early as the first day you met. You will never see it coming when it first starts. Many people don't even find out about it until years later or when the relationship ends. Narcs can be very chameleon-like, changing their stories, character, and even body language for each crowd they're in. This isn't a conscious skill. Remember, they are constantly mirroring and projecting with and onto, the people around them. They have no clue what is real and what is not. They are so empty and lost, which means they have no idea what is a lie and what is not some of the time. But they are very aware of this. And keeping all of those stories and lies straight is difficult. And remember, they cannot survive without constant supply. It is life or death to them. And they cannot risk being found out and losing that supply. The point is, they have many, many reasons to keep the things they do private. And they are known to be extremely secretive. Not only that, but narcissists like to keep you off balance. It's how they keep you guessing, keep you wondering what's happening or what's going wrong. It buys them time while they drain you of everything you have to offer while they work to replace you. They will often ghost you for days at a time, give you the silent treatment, ignore your text messages, or purposefully keep details of their day or their job or their activities from you. They do this for many speculated reasons, to keep you confused or wondering what's going on, to enforce the idea that they're in control Like a hidden way to put you in your place. To avoid dealing with any thoughts that don't involve them or their wants. They can't deal with this. And don't want to try. Or maybe to avoid any situation that may paint them as unknowing. As they like to pretend like they know everything. Ignoring messages, not calling back when they say or hanging up on someone are some of the most disrespectful things one partner can do to another. And narcissists have no problem with these things and will do them often if it suits them. And the next red flag is, you feel the need to change yourself. This is such a warning sign of something toxic I can't even express it enough. You may not even notice this one happening at first, as they throw subtle criticisms at you, maybe disguised as fun and flirty teasing. Maybe they mention how much they like actresses with blonde hair, but you don't have blonde hair. Maybe they tell you how fat they think your friend is, but your friend is smaller than you are. Maybe they congratulate you on your new promotion and then quickly tell you how it's too bad you didn't get the office that they give to the favorites in the office or that you didn't get the other job with the better pay. Or maybe they just refuse to take your advice, like ever, even if your advice is the only logical answer, just to let you know how much they don't respect your opinion or how dumb they feel your ideas are. They just have a way. They have a way of chipping away at your self-esteem. And while it is much of the time, it isn't always intentional. That's how easily it comes to them. Narcissists have no core identity. They don't know who they are or what they want. So what they want will constantly change from one moment to the next. You will be chasing this imaginary want, trying to please the narc, but that want is an illusion. The happy ending is an illusion. There is literally no way you can keep up with these changes, as normal people don't think like this. Eventually, all of that confusion about what it is he wants, what it is you need to do, what it is he is or isn't happy with, What it is you need to change in order to feel like it's what he wants. It will lead you to feeling like whatever it is you have, whatever it is you do, whatever it is about you, isn't good enough. You don't know what it is. You don't know how to fix it. But you know something needs to change. And you assume it must be you your partner may make comments about some actress with short hair so you cut your hair for him to then tell you that you look like a little boy now why would you cut your hair you may catch him cheating and he justifies it by telling you that there's something that you don't do correctly in the bedroom so you want to improve on it this is such a huge lie they tell there's nothing wrong with you or what you have to offer They are so skilled at shifting the blame for something they have done right back onto you and can word salad you until you forget that it was you that was mad at first. That you still need to address the fact that they have been unfaithful. But you will likely walk away trying to figure out what you need to do differently to avoid their bad behavior in the future. Don't waste your time on this. You don't control their behavior and neither does anything you do. Don't fall for this nonsense. They are messed up and empty inside and confused about how to keep those defensive feelings at bay. And they need to blame someone for it. You don't have to accept their blame. In fact, accepting their blame won't change anything. It won't improve anything. Whatever the goalpost that is put in front of you, it will constantly change. If you notice that you constantly feel the need to dress different, lose weight, change your hair, speak differently, like something new, try something new, constantly change your job, change your friends, buy a new car, change anything, or ever feel like you are just not good enough. It is a sign that you are with someone who does not respect you, does not appreciate you, or does not care about you, and you can do better. No matter who you are, no matter what you do or don't like about yourself, you can do better. Every thought you have about not being able to do better was planted there by your narcissist. It was deception disguised as love and eventually an attempt to wipe out the confident side of you who knew what you wanted and what you deserved. It isn't you or who you are. It was carefully planted there. Work on getting rid of it. Can you name one thing that you liked about yourself? even as far back as childhood? Search for it. Think of any one thing. It's a start. Use that one thing to start identifying and rebuilding yourself as a person. It's not out of reach. It only takes one thing. As always, you can find support in between episodes if you check out Facebook or Instagram at I Believe Your Abuse. You can find support including resources for meetings, support groups, and professionals who specialize in narcissistic abuse if you visit IBelieveYourAbuse.com. This list has hundreds of different resources and support groups all around the world and it's a work in progress. I'll be adding to this list as I locate information, so if you're aware of any therapists or support groups that should be on the list, please share them with us, and I'll go ahead and add them to the list. You can also find a link to our shop there. Did you know that I believe your abuse raises funds nationwide to assist victims in relocation, healing, and education services? And also to raise awareness, not only for narcissistic abuse, but to help raise awareness in the criminal justice system with regards to emotional abuse. And you can support this cause by purchasing from our shop, so please go check that out. You can also send in comments, requests for a specific topic to be addressed on the show, or share your survivor stories by sending an email to ibelieveyourabuse at gmail.com. Also, be sure to follow the show to have episodes automatically added for you as they come out. And if you have friends or family who are struggling with narcissistic abuse or are just willing to learn about and understand your experience, please share the show with them. Spreading awareness and understanding are so important. Until next time, own your truth. Never stop telling your story. I believe you.